How many hotels is it though out there for y'all? For y'all for the three. So you got the you got the top four in the east and the west and the uh what's it called? What hotel? Start with a C. Come on, Justin. Yeah, Coronado. I don't know. And then (laughs) and then you got five through eight in Justin's hotel. And then you got the bubble. Yeah, and then you got the uh the weak links. But y'all saw the weak link hotel better than ours. Hey man, I don't know to tell y'all. I don't know why they did it that way. You know what they're telling you. Got. You got Zion. Y'all got. Zion. I mean, we got Zion. Well, the, we got the Dan. The thing is, though, I mean, Russ, y'all got, Russ and y'all them got, over uh, here, though. Russ, CP3 that's over there. Uh, and uh, Luca. Luca over there. Yeah, so. Wait, Luca at the Haunted Mansion, too? Yeah, he over here. The Haunted Mansion. Oh, my God. Sweet, he, probably, <laughs> he probably got a suite, though. All right, let's start, bro. Let's start. All right, so welcome to the platform, man. Welcome to the platform. It's literally- hey, man, I'm a big fan, bro. I'm a big fan. I mean, I've, I've been watching y'all for a while now. You know, man, I, look at that, man. I've watching y'all for a while. I appreciate it. It's literally a family affair. You know, I went to middle school with these dudes. Those are my brothers, you know. And then we also have Norris, one of my brothers. And then Norris played with, with Drew. Oh, the, the connection is crazy yeah. right here. Basketball yeah. connection is very yeah strong. yeah. So so Drew, let's 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 get into it. Um, well, we are live in a bubble, but I don't. I want to ask you a question before we get into the bubble situation. You go from Gatorade Player of the Year in high school. You already know. I'm Man, going. you taking it back, ain't you? Yeah, I, I always go always. I gotta I gotta go back a little bit. Then you go to UCLA, average eight points, and then people try to write you off. And then we see where your career has gone now. You know, you all-star, defensive, first team. You know, you get 100 steals, like, in the last four years of playing. Like, can you just talk about that for you, you know, the transition and just your learning curve from, from UCLA and what that brought for you? Uh, honestly, I think a lot of it was just trying to get better every year, like, not being stagnant. I feel like even – I mean, and y'all can attest to this <clears> – <throat> Even growing up, there was always somebody that was better than you, right? Like, oh, he was supposed to make it. Mm-hmm. But as you looking back now, it's like, well, what he doing now? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just didn't get better. He, I don't know if he got complacent or whatever it was, but for me, it was just about something new every year. Like, even when uh, you know, like even when Norris was on the team, like I wasn't defensive player of the year. I might have been fighting injuries or something like that, but I knew like I was capable of doing it. You know what I mean? So just kind of locking in and trying to better yourself ever since, man, ever since I was younger, just trying to be as best as I can and not comparing myself to other people. And I feel like that's one of the hardest things for somebody not to do is compare to see what other people got or what they doing or whatever, man, just trying to be your best. And from there, I mean, I'm I'm 11 years in, man. It's just crazy. Fine. 11 years in. Dang. That's yeah. wild, bro. That's a long time. Yeah, eleven years. Can can you talk just about like the your Philly experience too? You know, and and making the All Star team, and then, bro, honestly, you haven't been an All Star since Philly, huh? That's what's cool. no, no. Uh, Philly was an experience. Philly, I, I feel like I grew up. Uh, it was the first time I lived outside of Cali. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Justin, I mean, Justin went to school. He went to Washington, so he already kind of knew what that was about. I went to UCLA. I'm 26 minutes from the house. Whenever I wanted to go home, Aaron will tell you, whenever you wanted to go home, bro, Pops is there. 
Like, you trying to come right. to the crib, Pops is there. Or, I mean, my high school there, so if I want to go see friends or do whatever, it was comfortable. But going to Philly was a – it was definitely a shell shock. Uh, my rookie year, I lived with my grandmother. My grandmother lived with me. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she cooked, she cleaned, she did. You know what I'm saying? She, she, she helped me out. But uh, I still had to grow up. And then after that, I was on my I was on my own for maybe like the next six years. So, but Philly, I felt I really felt like I grew up. Like, not even in terms of like uh, like a grown man, but basketball wise, I felt like I went through a lot. I had some great teammates. I had some great coaches, and I became an all star. Man, it was uh, it was cool playing in Philly. Is it can be tough too. I remember it ain't, it, it ain't no joke. Yeah, I was the fan. Yeah. Yeah, right. I yeah, mean, yeah, I'm we played a story around. about the fans. I came to Drew's game, you did, and it was talking crazy. It was a home game, talking crazy, Man, brother. I'm always ready to fight, bro. Just no, 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 no. I ain't always ready to fight, but I don't like the people be talking about my, my family. So I'm like, yo, you, I'm not gonna tell you exactly what happened, but like, yeah, long story short, it became a little altercation. But my dad, <laughs> reason long, and people don't know is my dad wears headphones so he don't hear other people. That's why he does it. Yeah. And maybe I need to start doing it because every time I go to the game, dog, and somebody that's a home fan be saying something like, they, yeah, they're, they're tough, but they love them in the, at the same time. So it's just how it right. really is. Tough love. Yeah, Philly be like everybody. that. Like, yeah. you could talk. They, they, could talk you. They, they could talk trash about their player, but they don't let nobody else. Wait, wait, and when you're good, bro, it's one of the craziest places to play. It's one of the craziest right. places. When you're bad, it's one of the craziest places to play. <laughs> it be quiet. Else, I mean, it was lit, especially yeah, especially when Norris and them came. Uh, they was a one seed, we was an eight seed. They stole that game. Man, from I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it, it was. was it was live. It was yeah, it was live. It was live. You know. And you showed but out it, too. <laughs> man, I was just trying to. You know what I mean, at least get one of these wins. One of these wins. At least try to make it hard for y'all to get to the championship. Damn it. <laughs> Wait. So hold on. So you said pops wears headphones. Like, what? What's on the playlist then, bro? He play. He, he listen in the future or something. Like, why? The whispers. <laughs> First, you listen to the whispers. My dad got a lick of future in this, this joint. Uh, what's the? He, he listens to all type of people, bro. Earth, wind, and fire. Uh, the Bee Gees. Old school. Yeah, the Bee Gees. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel you because you can't Smoky. listen to somebody say something about your kid up there. Yeah, no. Nah. Every no, if you watch my dad, he goes to every game. Eh, usually he got. He mean. better now. He better yeah, now. He's better now, but, but he, back then though, he used to have them. Yeah, he had them, so. them little uh, the the iPhone joints, the one that plug into your phone. The strings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Pop, by the way. He's an Yo, awesome athlete in his own right. Yeah, for sure. Can he yeah. still dunk? He still dunk? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so before yeah. before we move on for Philly, Justin, you joined the team with him. I, I know a lot of people don't know this, but you played with both of your brothers in the league, which is mm. pretty dope. How was it for you, like coming into the situation too? You know, man. To know be honest with you, it was a, it was a blur because it was at the end of the season. So Drew was already playing a lot of minutes. He was tired. I Boy. came to the D League, <laughs> and I was playing about thirty eight minutes a night. So I was tired. I was hyped to be there, but mm. I was on fumes too. So. It was cool to hang out and stuff outside of, like, the basketball part. We didn't get to, like, really do it like I'm doing it with Aaron. But, I mean, again, I was trying to get to the league, so I was hyped. I was in the NBA. Uh, at the time, I had a contract for next year to come back. So I was kind of hoping, okay, cool, me and Drew get some time to play together, which we know how all that went. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a blur, bro, because I just know I was tired. I was excited, but I was tired, so I was just trying to just get what I could to <laughs> try to stay. But What's, what's the difference? You feel oh, like I got traded, huh? 
Huh? You got traded mm-hmm. and I didn't come back. I got back. traded, yeah. yeah, and yeah, you didn't come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fault. I didn't know. You said that. I was like, yeah, what you mean? Don't happen. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on, bro. Yeah. I, was, I was having a conversation with you when, when Drew got traded. And then yeah. you're like, I guess I'm not coming back. I, I'll never forget that. You're like, like, I guess well, I'm not coming back. They didn't, well, they didn't even tell me I wasn't coming back yet. So the story in that was, I was, if I was made it to like August 15th, I got guaranteed like 50000 And I think I would have been good for the next year. And they cut me August 14th. So the time it happened, I was still there. But, you know, I was joking like, yeah, they're not going to bring me back. Well, they... Obviously, <laughs> didn't bring me back. Drew, how was it? How was it for you, bro? Getting traded, like you know, was it like? Uh, this story. I know you were hot. Yeah, Philly to New Orleans. So, I, ain't, I, I ain't told you that story. Yeah, no what you hear the story, bro? Uh, well, one of my best friends, Salty. We was at a, we was at Vanguard. I think they were doing like a little camp or something. But we was on our way to the. We was from from the OC going to uh, the Dodger game, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the car. And obviously, I don't really listen to the draft because, like, man, I don't know. Usually, I know who we going to draft. They was talking, communicating or whatever. But uh, management was different at the time. So, it was Sam Hinkie. And I I ain't know Sam. They just they just picked him up. And um, and we on the way to Dodger game. We just passing UCLA, I think. So, like, we cutting through uh, uh, Westwood or whatever to, to go through. And – I get a call, and it's Sam Hinkie, and he's like, hey, man, um, I'm sorry. Like, we never really got to, like, meet in person or whatever, but uh, we're trading you to New Orleans for Nerlens Noel. And I was like, all right, cool. Nice to talk. Like, <laughs> it was just, like, n- nice talking to you or something. Like, I don't know. I was, in, I was in shock. And then I hang up the phone, and it's like me, Salty. Was Aaron in the car? Aaron, Aaron, probably, probably DJ, Aaron and DJ maybe. And I was like, right. (laughs) I was like, yo, I just got traded. And they was like, nah, are you playing? I'm like, bruh, I promise you, I just got off the phone. And next thing you know, Nerlens Noel, number six pick, got traded. (laughs) Drew Holiday going to New Orleans, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dang. But then. I remember where I was. You called me. And I was in the airport. Yeah. I don't and know where but, I was going. I was hot, bro. I was so I, – I feel like I was more mad than Drew was. Drew was calm on the phone. I mean, I yeah, hot. I was good. For some I reason, was hot, I was like – bro. Honestly, I had just signed, too. I had just signed a four-year deal. Right. They had just paid me. And then they traded me. But I'm like – matter of fact, so that day, Morin was looking for a house in New Orleans because I was getting married, like, two weeks later. Lauren was – not in New Orleans, in, in Philly. And then – uh. And then Salty, like, well, man, you know who they got in New Orleans? They got, like, uh, Grievous Vasquez. They got Rolo. Um, at the time, they didn't have Tyreek, but they had Eric Gordon, uh, Al Farouk, Austin Rivers. And you naming off these people. I'm like, oh, we're going to be all right. They had Ryan Anderson. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to be straight there. And then after that, we traded Grievous and Rolo for Tyreek. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be straight. But I remember I called Justin. And then right after that, Evan Turner called me. First, I think I think I called Justin, then I called my wife, and then Evan Turner called me. He's like, "Man, like, how they gonna trade you? Like, I should be traded before you." I was like, "Look, I don't know, bro. I don't know, but this is what this is what happened." But I'm telling you, bro, like me and Evan thought that we was gonna play each, with each other for like years, bro. Like, crazy man. Thought we was the future of Philly, and then 
I was just the beginning of the process. So. That would have been crazy. Y'all would have been. So, I mean, how, we how was the transition when you got to New Orleans? Were you looking around, like, kind of like, like Will Smith, you know, when the house is empty, you looking around like, yo, this is a new spot or what? Uh, no, no, it was, um, it was cool. Cause I knew, I mean, you know, you go to other teams and stuff like, you know, other players and, and they welcome in and they, they yeah. cool and all that. It's just, uh, I guess I'm trying to be political. <laughs> uh, my coach Monty at the time was very draining, I guess you can say like mentally and physically practices were hard. Uh, physically on you, and then mentally, he he expected a lot out of you, but it was like, it was it was it was a lot, it was a lot. So and I think I was only there for, or I think he was there with me for two years, but it was uh that happened, and I ended up getting hurt, and that was like even worse because this is the first time I ever been hurt, and I had surgery, I had a rod put through my leg, and then I'm trying to rehab from that, and still try to figure out if like. I'm gonna be able to jump the same and move the same and be able to play after this contract. Then I got hurt the next year with my, uh, I guess we didn't go by protocol and they ramped me back up too quick. And then I was out again by January. <clears throat> and then, but that year we was, nah, you know, you know, was you there or no? I was there the year that we made the playoffs. I, I got traded mid year. Then we ran out, remember we won them nine straight and we got in the playoffs. Right. And then, uh, yeah, we had a squad though, for real, for real. Like I thought, we had a really, we had a really solid team. But it was, um, nah, bro, it wasn't. I don't think it was a hiccup. I think it was just kind of getting used to different teammates and a different role on a on a different team with a different coach. To be to be completely honest, but we had some, bro. I'm telling you, we had some good teams, bro. We had we had some squads. If, if we could have kept like some of these teams together and kind of went with that, man. Like no telling what what New Orleans would look like. But. Nice for sure. I mean, our, our first and second unit was like like we had starters on our second unit. You know what I'm saying? So it was. Well, I mean, it's like if you say that, if you would have kept that Philly team you had together, y'all would have been true. You go to the names of Vucevic, Dad. Oh, Vucevic. That is true. Uh, Lou, Lou yeah, Will. They traded in Orlando. Uh, Lou Will, Andre, Andre Evan, Spencer Drew, Hoss, Spence, yeah. like bro, like they you know, could have put the people. That the people now, I mean, you wouldn't be able to pay everybody, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. But here's the thing with me, too, though. Like, I'm all I'm all for the bag. Don't get me wrong. But I'm even more so about winning. So, like, if I got to take a little less to get my mans a little bit, I'm complete, right. like, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. And I want to say a little less. I mean, a little less. But, like, <laughs> I'm cool with that, bro. Like, I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to win. Like, you see, especially hey, at the time, because Miami was it, bro. Miami hey, was Drew. it, like. All the good teams, they go over the over the cap, bro. Well, Miami yeah, that's was right. well that's over fact. the cap. That's a fact. That's a fact. When I played the for the Warriors, the we cap. was over the cap. <laughs> I mean, but y'all was also bringing in <laughs> a yeah. lot, a lot of money. Yeah, I'm saying I mean, all y'all. to the final. You right. You right. Y'all yeah. right. Y'all uh, got a lot of people on here that know the business of basketball. <laughs> fact, yeah. we, got, we got Chris J in the building. What's up, Chris, bro? Welcome so what to up, the man? show, I'm, Chris. Listen, listen. I'm in the building. I'm just enjoying the conversation. DJ! <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Hey, Drew, listen. One of the favorite teams that I've seen you guys play with is when you and Rondo was in the backcourt together. 
And when y'all made uh, that, don't get me started yeah. with that. That was one of the best times I ever had. Doe, my man, and to see two pit bulls like when you let when you got one dog, but then when you got another sign that said "Beware of the other dog." Right with you, yeah, yeah. It was, nice, yeah. Uh, it's fun. That was one of that was honestly, that was one of like the most stressful years, but it it was one of the most fun. That team was yeah. that team was crazy. Yeah, me, nice, Doe, sure. Demarcus. AD, nice. Nico. Yeah, I got Nico from us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, was a, it was a good New Orleans team. I mean, it, that was that was just super exciting. So let me ask you this. Your brothers are playing golf now in the bubble. Forget about basketball. Okay. Now, where do you stand with this golf thing? Oh, I got my clubs in here. Okay. Which, what you doing tomorrow? Practice game. What time? Look, what look, time? look, look, look. <laughs> I got, I got practice, bro. I had practice from six to nine tonight. What time is your practice Ooh. tomorrow? Uh, maybe like two. Ah. Two to five, I think. See what I'm saying, bro? My day yeah, really be like. That's the thing, up, man. Like, it's, it's hard to like. It's hard. Nah, to you just gotta get up at seven a.m. No, no, that's ah, what we're not doing. See, that's not. <laughs> Chris, we got kids at the house, bro. We ain't gotta get up like that. We not getting up like that. Um, for sure. Not for I no golf. About eleven. Not for no golf. I'm not. Yeah, doing I sleep until about eleven every day. No, I'm not that good. Nah, I'm not that good. Yeah, and Drew where he is though. But Drew, you know this is a thing now. Is I'm trying to figure out the correlation between great shooters and golf. And great you know, I think it's a yes, feel. It, it's, it's, like it's, it's, it's a touch. It's a feel. Me Bro, and Jr. Smith been talking about it a lot because you know he's a big time golfer. You know, and a bunch of other guys that 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 I work with are golfers, and it's something about eye hand coordination, the ability to lock I think, in. I think it also has to do with some people that have a certain type of skill set playing basketball that know, or people that have been able to work and get themselves to where they could do something well. For example, us being basketball players, we work to be not all of us, but some of us have worked in certain areas. Like for example, I didn't shoot as great as I can now, right? I feel like I can go and learn how to play golf because I have that skill of learning how to do something that's in front of me. You give me the right way. You got to be, you got to be a good student it. for sure. Right. I can replicate right. the same thing. And then you have this it's also a part of jump shot. And then you just it's also part of being a good athlete though. Like kind of like what you were saying, like, I mean, Swish got a ratchet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he, he can shoot, but uh, I think coming with that though is touch. Right. And feel. Right. right. Yeah. So even mm -hmm. JJ, like JJ, he, he, uh, he go and golf and, and do all that. And he's nice. Frank Jackson, nice. Frank's nice. What about Mike? What about Michael Jordan? There we go. But he's somebody. <laughs> but he's somebody who got. I mean, he got touch. He got. He got. He, got, he got, got everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. So Drew, let and me. And he's also competitive. He's not going to so, stop until he's good at what he want to be good at. Drew, let me throw this out there. I'm everybody. Not everybody. Jordan. I'm just going to call him out. <laughs> 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 they feel like just because. Michael was a pure 15 to 17 foot jump shooter, which he was cash money that he that he's not a shooter. Do you What's agree? Okay, no, no, no. no he's in that okay, so is, it, is there a difference between a yeah, shooter and a scorer? This is the same. It's not. This is the What's same the difference? There's no difference. Look, there's okay. no difference. But Come what on, we look. consider a Mike shooter. Mike is wet now. I, I don't know what that, you're talking about. That's a bucket. Right. That's that's a, that's that's a, a, I mean, he went off a of jump shots too. His like, mid range is crazy. His mid range is crazy. That's disrespectful. We're not disrespecting this man. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not disrespecting this man. 
That's what I'm talking about. 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 That's what I'm saying. We're not going to disrespect him at all. We're not doing that. The only thing I asked was. You with the ultimate respect, man. That's what I'm talking about. They go, hey, they're going to make you a host, bro. Kick me out of here now. Yeah, we kick him out. They're going to kick Jordan out of here. No, uh, no y'all need the y'all need the controversy. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. But, but see, here's the thing: how many players <laughs> since we talk about Jordan? Here we go, man. That shoot that can jump 37 inches on a jump shot. <laughs> you always anymore? Bring this up. None of them. I can get close. Jordan, I mean, you're the I'm, only one. You're the only one. But like, who really jumped like that on a jump? Like, like who really has a jump shot? JJ, JJ has a jump shot. Yeah, JJ jumps, he's actually yeah, pretty good at golf. Yeah, JJ jumps but like a. That's what I'm saying. Issues. But, but he's been cool. doing that. He also in the era of like mid-range yeah, shooting and yeah, doing yeah. all that. You know what I'm saying? Like the way mm-hmm. people are kind of taught now is, I feel like is a is a is a little different, especially just the way people score. Like kids today, not really even coming off of pin downs and doing floppies and and doing all that. But you come off that and you in you in 15 feet, like. 10 to 15 feet, like, you got to jump. Somebody beating that up. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yo, you're right. yo let's speak about that then. Because we're in we're in separation area, I feel like, you know, uh, as far as all. <laughs> I'm going to lie. I, I ain't really in my, my separation package in a minute. But hey, bro. Hey, because even Drew, even with you, bro, do you feel hey, like. Hey, Jordan, let me say this first, though. Yeah. One thing you actually <laughs> do not know is that actually the holidays actually have very, very good separation pa- packages. And Aaron has been able to separate nah, that for a been very, since he was like, very, yeah. say very, very 14. long time, bro. I'll say like, 14 or 15. Getting away from us, we were like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, it was, I, that was kind of the first time I was like, all right, this this little kid's a mutant. Yeah, like. Like, you're not supposed <laughs> to be, like, getting. Because, I again, I lock up now, okay? Right. I lock up, but and you just separate like that. We was trying to crazy. make sure we killed him. I was so. pissed, boy. I was mad. This little, this little dude was in high school. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was I was high. I'm never going front. Hey, little brother. You, hey, I was mad. Like it used to make, nah, it used to make me mad when he would step back like that and then hezzy off of it. And then you, you like, just hey. not supposed to like your ankles don't move like that. Like I mind. You though. know why though? He bow leg. That's why he was able to do that like that. Oh my Yo, gosh. Y'all are, y'all are clowning, bro. Y'all should see some Here of my go. old head. Now some of the old heads when you get them in the gym and you're trying to show them some of that. They like, bro, my body just don't move. It don't like work that. like that. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Chris, when do you think that started, though, with the separation, bro? Like, what, did it just it, happen? Like, because no. everyone's doing it. I think everyone's done no. it. It's just being highlighted now. Or people bro, thinking more, more to get More people it. do it. But back in the day, go look at Rod Strickland. He had separation. But, he but, had a but lot. Let me, <laughs> but let me, <laughs> let me throw something out there for you guys. It's, it's the spacing. See, the spacing change the way people look at the game. It comes a master in, trainer in Chris Johnson. I'm just saying, like, you know, the spa- <laughs> if I turn on a game from the 90s, the spacing was, like, it was like college. Like, it was nope. people hugging those elbows, oh, two-nine yeah, him. A lot, of, you know, how many defensive schemes is going to rotate from the baseline side or come over the top and take away a great player? No, a great player is going to get going to roast you in a one-on-one situation with great mm-hmm. spacing. And so the space and change the game because you put Michael Jordan in this era. People keep on saying that too. And I'm like, bro, y'all don't understand. This man, you, they, you at least needed three 
on him at all times. He had, like, had to have three three hands Bro, on he him. He had been walking to the basket and fouling yeah. one. Yeah. So the, the spacing concept and the way um, you guys are able to not get hand-checked. You know, Ron Harper, these guys that was able to be really physical on the basketball really changed the game of basketball. I mean, it's fun and it's exciting, but I think the separation packages become even more clear when you open the floor. Right. When you take the big – you take two you're bigs not, you're off not, You're not playing in tight spaces like that. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> And the, the freedom the, the, the coaches have freedom evolved to too to allow players to shoot yeah. off the dribble. That, you know, right. that was that kind of used to be three dribbles and shoot a three pointer. That's how you get yanked out the game. Right? <laughs> sure. No, you better make it. Yeah, you better <laughs> yeah. make it. You're not seeing the floor no more. But now now you can't even yeah. get on the court if you can't take two or three it dribbles and have it. Ain't that crazy? Big deal. Somebody just rolled up and pulled up. You're like, dang, he just pulled that joint. He just now pulled it's up. like, yeah, now it's just like. Aaron do it all the time. I'm like, yeah. do it. Right. Yo, let's, Drew, let's talk about the, the evolvement, too, just like back to the separation, right? Shout out to Mike G and Mike P, too, by the way. Um, you and James Harden's game, right? Because I look back at your guys' footage just recently from college to now. Like, you were adding a runaway package because I didn't see you do that, you know, for a few years, in my opinion. You might have never just did it in the I don't game. even really do it now. I don't even do it now. You do it all the time. You do it all the time. You weren't around around yet, though. I see. I see. Even (laughs) James, though, like when y'all played against James in the Pac-10, like he wasn't doing that. You know the thing about James now, though, is James go out there, not try stuff, but James go out there and just do stuff. Like create creativity. He's like, he's, 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 you can tell he's trying to be as positive as possible. That's what it is. It's just, like in college, you was just thinking like, that's like dangerous. Bucket, let me go and he, he he don't have no that's locks. The thing, but that's the no that's locks. why the game is the way it is now. You also don't have a coach locking it up though, right? Yeah, you got a He's coach giving him leeway no to be able to be right. right, being encouraged to be creative and do like right. find a new way to do this. That's that's what this whole era is about is creativity, and that's why I think it's such a it seems so big or the separation seems, but it's like everybody's done separation certain ways. Now everybody was trying to do is who could do it better than somebody else? Who can make a difference somebody right. else? And that's what this gets to. When you see James throwing it behind his back, doing a one-leg shot, or you know, just different things, everybody's just trying to find a way, a new way to do it. It's that. just more acceptable now right. when you would try right. to do that. Because I remember I tried to do that all the time, and they'd be like, "All right, now stop playing around." Like, right? You gotta, you, you gotta tone it down just a little bit. And I would listen and be like, "All right, well, I'm gonna tone it down." So let me ask you this: I know we're talking about offensive players. There, there's got to be some defensive stoppers out there, right? And, and and with the way the game is played now with spacing, like you're an elite defender. You can guard you can guard your position. Jay can guard it's you know, like defensively, how do you counter guys, not no names, but how do you counter a really good offensive player yeah. that they say names skills? No, 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 no. Here you go. Here you go. Norris always wants the smoke. Norris wants the We're not trying to create create the smoke. We, right. we just, we, we're just trying to pick. I'm just trying to pick. Yeah. But he can guard. So what I'm saying is, is I'm always trying to pick the brain of, like, a defensive player going up against a talented offensive player because, you know, it's only a few elite defensive players in the league that really want to guard and, and, and take it competitive. And Drew is known for that. You, so you, said, like, you said a little part of it right there. It's just wanting to do it. Right. That's the, to me, that's the, that's the, that's the biggest part. Uh, that's one A. 
is uh, the effort behind it. Because it's hard. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It takes a lot out of you to be able to stop somebody offensively. And I'm talking about, like, their primary player, they're going to touch the ball every single time down the court. It's like playing so one-on-one. Mean, one always two. on. <laughs> you always on. And then it takes even more out of you to have to go down back to the other end and score. Mm. By that time, I mean, because, again, the, our first scrimmage, whatever scrimmage, I was guarding Jokic. He got a foot on me and 40 pounds. Like, I shouldn't yeah. be able to guard him. And then, you know, at that point, your legs is tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, he banging against you or whatever, and then you got to go down the other end and do something, too. And then, like, yesterday, guarding Giannis. Like, he, he's, he's a freak. I think one of his effort and two is knowing tendencies, knowing what people like to do. So, we know Giannis, what he want to get to. He want to get the full head of steam, right. do the little Euro. He could do it either way. Don't So, me, I pick him up close to half court. He don't have a full head of steam no more. Bro, close Advan- to half advantage court. Advantage me. You, ha- you have to. Advantage you have me. to. If you do advantage that, you load. You got to be real advantage different. Me. You got to be real different, bro, because you get blown past. It's over, I'm bro. Not, but that's the but thing, too, though. I'm, yeah. Some, like of it, some, of it is, said, some of it is angry. Elite defenders. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. You know, bro, so, I already, I'm just shocked with what you said. Hey, you said at half court. He's an elite defender. Did you hear that part, Jordan? I know that. I've seen it several times. Jordan, not only is he elite, but you got to listen to what, what, what Drew's talking about, the chess yeah. match, right? He's a good chess player. So he understands his speed and his ability as an athlete. That's why he's training so hard out every day in the offseason and, and during these breaks so is to be able to – so then it's a terminology called plugging. And a lot of guys don't pick up and plug it somebody. It goes to master trainer Chris Johnson. Here we go. <laughs> they <laughs> plug in, right? So, like, it makes it makes an offensive player uncomfortable. So, a lot of people think giving space a lot takes away from, like, I'm going to sag on a guy like Ben. Uh, ben is attacking you full speed. Right at you, right. He running, so. Okay, let's take somebody love, like James. I love with Drew. Let's, let's take somebody like James. You give him James space? No. no. Why not? Because he going to roast you. Speak. He gonna shoot a thirty-five foot, a thirty. It don't matter. He gonna roast you. But that's the thing too with elite players. You can't elite offensive players. You can't give them a steady diet of the same thing. Right. Because they adapt. They 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 figure it out. So James gonna figure it out. But at the same time, I'm playing just like you said a chess match. Sometimes I'm into him. Sometimes I back off of him. Sometimes I send him left. Most of the time I'm sending him left. Yeah. Honestly, because he like going right. Yeah. He do like going right. Now, he got the stuff going left, too. He got all that. But for you to not get a steady rhythm or something, I feel like, all right, well, you playing the game now, too. You thinking about, all right, well, what he's, what, like, what's the defender going to do or whatever. Or, matter of fact, being, being a pest, being just nagging him. Pat Bev, he is annoying. Uh, no. Yeah. Annoying. <laughs> uh, bruh. But it's like, honestly, anywhere it's he looks. times. It's it wears he on right there. It wears anywhere on he right. looks, he right there. So, like, on James – like, all right, let's say he get he I, I'm I'm icing him or whatever to the to the uh down to the bottom. I don't want him to shoot threes. Threes cost more than twos, and I want him to get into the paint. If he get into the paint, he's gonna shoot the floater. Okay, I'm living with that. Uh mid rangers, he don't really shoot mid rangers like that. When he ISO, That's he when ISO your team back can help at the three point line. Yes, I'm sending him to my help, but at the same time, I'm not leaving him. And a lot of people do that. Right. So when he bring the ball down, I'm still there. I might be able to get a steal. I might be able to get a hand on the ball. Honestly, bro, it's effort. It's effort and knowing knowing your personnel. There is a part of it though where like you have to be physically able to stay in front of people. I'm about to say you gotta have and, that gift. 
Yeah, and 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 I got it, and I don't I don't know why or how I, I can't explain it. it God given, bro. I, honestly, man. it. Man, we got to think Miles. All three of y'all got it low-key. People don't know you really are next-level athlete, though. Like, they don't really know right. that, like, you can get up. Like, like you got – your vert is crazy. You strong. Like you said, and, you want to do it. And then you yeah, know where so, your foot is, too. You understand the scheme, right? Right, Part right. Of the great defender is knowing where the help is. Drew, I don't mean to change it, paying, paying attention to details. I don't paying mean to change the subject, details. guys, on basketball, but I think – reading that like you're donating your check or like what you're doing for people back, you know, that's not in the bubble. Can you that's explain dope. to us on the pod, on our podcast, on the platform? Cause the platform is not just about basketball. It's about bringing a uh, positive light to things that people are doing in the community. And I think it was amazing that your wife was able to give you an idea and money, no matter how much money you make, that money is still your money. And it's, it's, it's your choice to be generous because you have a family and you not only have a family, you have an extended family with brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews that you could put that money into a fund or a hedge fund to protect them and their livelihood. So I think it's just amazing that it shows not what you do on the court, but the way you think off the court. Can you like ex- expound and how you guys got to that decision and, 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 you know, just give us a little bit of information, inside information on that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think one of the biggest parts and I mean, just talking to Justin and Aaron about coming back into the bubble was feeling like us coming back playing was going to take away from the progress. It was going to take away from people protesting and, uh, like just making other people aware of what's really going on in this world. Cause <clears throat> for the most part, I feel like even for myself, I'm, I'm a very private person and situations. And I don't know if y'all read my wife's article, but like situations that, that happened to me and my family, not just me, like my, my sisters and brothers, um, we usually keep that in and we hold that in. And I honestly, I just felt like it wasn't time for us to hold it in anymore. So, a way for me to feel like me coming back here and leaving my family, leaving my three-year-old who's mm. going on 30 and growing <laughs> so much every single day. Yeah. And then my wife, now she's seven months pregnant. Uh, like what was it like, what's worth me leaving them to come back and play basketball because basketball is not number one. It's not even number two on my right. list. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's God, my family and the basketball. So, uh, I know, like, because Justin was struggling about, like, what to do and come back and how you can make an impact. And <clears throat> I just think for me and my wife, we would have loved to protest and do all that, but I, we had to protect my wife and, and unborn mm-hmm. child and, and my daughter. But then it was kind of like, man, money helps people. And I make a lot of it. Right. It was, like, as simple as that. And my wife always trying to get my money away. And I'm cool, I'm cool with it to an extent. But when she first told me, she was like, man, I think you should give your uh, your salary away. And I was like, huh? Right. Like, okay, we could, we could do it. I mean, we'll make it work or whatever. I thought she was talking about like the full year salary. She was like, no, 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 no. Just just whatever you're going to make when you go back. And I'm like, man, that's that's perfect because I feel like I'm doing something to help out my people. 
And even through this process, I feel like I've learned so much just about my people and what like, obviously you learn about black history and what you went through and, or what even like your ancestors went through, but you learn even more now of what people are going through now at this moment. And we have a job like me, Justin, Aaron, like we have a job, like, like we go hoop and we make a lot of money for it. And that's cool. But there's a lot of people out here that don't have that same luxury. Right. There's people out here that, that, that need help. And financially, I feel like I'm stable enough and, and I'm able and God has blessed me. So why not pass that forward? And right when we kind of figured that out, I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go to this, to this bubble. Well, it's a lot of sacri- it's a lot of sacrifice that goes with that, and I'm glad we're able to like bring some insight to that to an audience that's going to be listening to it because it wasn't like it was a stunt; it was something to make you look good because you're a private person. It was something, yeah, that was nah, man, done. yeah, right. It it's, ain't, it's it ain't even about all that, bro. Like, I feel like everything we've gone through just this year and mm-hmm. starting damn near from January, man, like. It's been a rough year for the NBA, right. for the world. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and I don't you know did who tangible. Like you did something that's actually going to help. Right. Like a lot right. Of right. Put your right. money where your mouth is. We made a, a fund action. where action, and we don't expect anything back, bro. I don't expect anything back. Like, well, I really couple, want you're... Pe- like you know what I'm saying. But like, we really want people to do well and to be able to live a full life and not be stressed over debt and yeah. financial situations and. Knowing like when the next meal or check or something's gonna come, like I want people to be successful too. Like yeah, black right. owned businesses, honestly, it don't even matter what business, like any business, but particularly now, black owned businesses. I yeah. feel like everything I wear now yeah. is black owned. Like I've been rocking Jordan's Switch Culture stuff for a minute. Yes. I mean, I got I got Frank's hat on, Frank Jackson, his little yep. uh, rare roses on. Yeah, shout out rare um, roses for sure. I got shout out to rare roses. Facts. Now I got this little grateful, uh, like this little homie. I think he's in New York. Uh, he's he's Hispanic. I mean, just everything I would. Man, I'm so grateful for all this. I, 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 I think like I we all take this for granted. So yeah, I, th- I think we all are, are, are making conscious effort. You know, me being a black business owner and 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 Norris and Justin and each one of us are represent something. But I just think that is unique. You know, that we're all educated. And then we're in a position now to pay it forward in all different types of ways. So I commend yeah. you and your wife and for you to for, to trust in her and, and being able to do that because that's that's amazing, bro. That's yeah, amazing. Thanks, man. Something I actually for, think is dope. For our people, that's the only way for us to get better is to economically get better. And the right. only way to economically get better is for our for people like Drew and ourselves to invest back. Into invest in ourselves, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's that's dope. That's, that's dope. The dope thing I like. So it's funny now that after hearing Drew talk about this, obviously I knew about Drew giving his check before, and I thought you know right off the bat, you know, that's the dope way to do it. That's the way to go about it. What you're doing is great, but like now after hearing him talk about it and actually thinking about the situation and him coming to play is like he literally, like you literally coming to play for everyone that you're right. putting this money down for. Like it's not like you just. You know, you're making a sacrifice from your family not being there, but you're actually making a sacrifice to where, like, no, the earnings you get from coming here, so coming to this bubble is literally all for no somebody yeah, else. It's not mine. And like, nah, remember, like, yeah. obviously, I was talking about, like, you know, dang, like, we we don't want to us coming to to make people forget about this or 
like, bro, you changed the whole thing to where everything about you coming is about somebody else, is about the black community and everyone that you're helping with your money. And like, again, I guess I knew that before, but like not to the level, I didn't really put it together. Right. And for whatever reason, right. like, no, this is a complete, like, no, he came to play for y'all straight up period. And that's it. It's like, there's no, no other way to put it. I think that's just real dope. Uh, right. And, I mean, it's, and I, it was dope before, but even more dope now that I've kind of had that click in my head. I, I, I also I also think that um, a lot of people, um, yes, a, a lot of people appreciate whatever's happening, but they're like, I guess because I'm giving money doesn't mean that somebody else has to give money. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And I, right. that's kind of the point, too. Like, this isn't to be cool or whatever. Like, if if it's money that, that you don't want to give, that's fine. If it's time, if it's uh, right. gratitude, if it's, I mean, because time is... But time might be more precious than money, to be completely right. well, honest. That's the one thing you can get back. Right. 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 Yeah. To invest, yeah. You could always you could always somehow make money. Yeah, no, you could always I mean, somehow it might not be as much thing, as you did man. before, but you could always somehow make money. It's a, and I think also you doing that and obviously saying that for people that didn't understand that, but it encouraged people to go and do something. You know what? No, Drew can go and do this. I can go do something. I can go out there and protest. I can go out there and make sure I'm educated and vote. I can go out there and make sure I give back and put my time in for somebody else. So it's all you know, and I hope people are taking it that way of uh, not taking it, you know, an, in a negative sense of he has money, he can do it. It's like, no, this is the way he decided to do it. But like, like I said, from in my situation, I, I have a different way of the way I'm gonna give back and do things. Like we all, all the guys that have came here, most of us, I know for a fact, want to make sure we make change. We uh, encourage change. And the dope thing about it is it could be done differently. And, and right. you know, right. everybody's gonna be, a lot of people can be touched in different, uh, many different ways. Uh, yep. And, you know, hopefully, again, this encourages others and people that don't even play basketball, you know, aren't close right. to us anyway, can, can give back and do something. Justin, Drew. Justin, real quick, uh -huh. Justin, real quick, I, I got to ask you because you were close to not playing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know it's a different situation for you. You come into a, a situation where you're playing really well, you know, with a team, you, you finally get in a spot where you have a good role. And then for you not to decide to play, was there a lot of pressure on you or like, how did you deal with that pressure? And then you know, what made you decide to end up playing? Because I know yeah. you were like the only person on your roster that was kind of contemplating not to play. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, as much as I love basketball, like Drew said, it's not first or second on my list. And to be honest with you, it might have moved down to fourth um, after I kind of sat down and paid attention to everything that's been going on in our country for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was in California when Drew, Aaron, everybody was there. And we were, you know, seeing the stuff that's been ha that was happening, uh, the protests, obviously all the murders, and like I remember telling him, I was like, bro, I don't know if I can go back and play when this is happening. It's hard. And like I was like, because it was again having having kids, having having siblings. Like I could think about, I was like, well, it was one of my brothers, bro, bro, and like we're gonna just go back and play, and just everything's gonna be cool. Like that's why I kept thinking, like we're just supposed to be going back to play basketball, and we're gonna just forget about these people that just got killed injustice like like that 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 was just hard for me to 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 deal with it was really hard and i had to get to that point of feeling the pain because i'm gonna be honest and i said in my letter i've said in interviews when people when this stuff happened to um other black brothers and sisters in the past yes it hurt but for whatever reason i was able to keep myself in a space to where i would i would move on from it and that wasn't right then i'm gonna be honest it wasn't right then right and for whatever reason covid my time being at home, my time being with my family made me look at that differently. It was like, those people that lost that person can't just move on and, and, and leave it alone like I was able to. 
And so it just hit me different. Like, it felt like that was somebody else in my family. I mean, you know, I, we were raised to love all people, period. You know, I don't care if you're black or white, if you get treated, inju- uh, you know, unjustly and you get killed, you know, in these situations, I'm gonna feel a certain way about it. I'm gonna have pain for it. And right. now, at the same time, though, these are our people. These are people that look just like me. It's a situation I can be in in, in, in a quick second. And I had to really sit there and think about how much that really hurt. It's like they're trying to make sure that they make us look this way. They're treating us this way. We can go back on everything. If you watch the 13 documentary, you look at everything as far as from slaves <laughs> to, you know, going through the whole thing. And so that was just hard for me just to be like, you know what, I'm going to just go back and play. And I wanted to make sure if I went back and play, it would be a situation to where my main question was, where, where, where am I going to have the biggest platform um, or, or reach the most people or have the biggest impact on people on my decision? So at first, was was like, you know, right, right. But at first I was like, you know, if I don't play or if the whole NBA doesn't play, that's a big right. thing. But then it came right. to, well, if everybody's not going to not play, I look, I'm, I'm a realist, bro. If Justin Holly don't play, who going to care? <laughs> Nobody, bro. Nobody's going to care. And, and that's real. And so I felt like I had more of a platform, a bigger platform. Than, well, but to the extent of oh, actually making, you know, my guy, to the extent of actually making change is where I wanted to to make sure I did that. And then towards the end, because like this is the thing, I was thinking about all this. I didn't even think about my family yet. And so then at the end, before I made my last decision, my family's what came into play. And I was like, dang, I got my three year month old daughter. I'm a two year old that I see every day. I wake up with her, go to sleep, I put her to sleep. It's me and her all day, like my, my best friend. And it's like, am I going to leave that uh, and go play basketball? And Drew, and Drew knows, Drew knows, like Drew knows what it's like. <laughs> like we don't, we've, we've never had that. I've never had three months of, I'm at the house, have to be at the house. I'm not going to work out nothing. I'm it was like house. regular life, all the time. like regular like, life. And it was person, nice. Right? It was nice. I'm not gonna lie to you. And it was nice to fall into a routine. I understand that that situation wasn't easy for everyone. So don't get us wrong. Like COVID wasn't easy for a lot of people, and it wasn't nice for a lot of people. But I'm speaking about my experience, and I, I, I was like able to be a dad. I was able to be a dad. I go downstairs, do my lifting, get my working with my daughter sleeps. I'm back up there with her. Uh, I was able to be there for my daughter, my uh, second daughter's birth. Had her right in the bedroom. I was there from the day my daughter was born, every day. I didn't have that with my first kid. And so I had to think about that. And then at the same time, though, I was like, okay, Justin, if you don't play, obviously money comes into effect. Uh, there's a lot of people that my family supports outside of, you know, there's a lot of people that we support uh, in charities and we give back. If I didn't bring that money in, how are they going to get that support? If I didn't bring that money in for my family, yeah. it's the, even my family directly, that, that's going to be, it's like, we were really looking at fin- financial situations. Like if I didn't play, didn't get this money, why, how long will I be able to, you know, to, to go forward without having that money? Different ways. Because we don't know what next season is going to look like. We don't know how long it's going to take. So I literally looked at every angle of this. And again, the most important thing, like I said, was making a, 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 a trying to help make change and have a platform for our people. And y'all going to see, I got some other stuff that's going to happen while we're here that I'm not going right. to talk about yet because I needed to go down. But we're going to try to make change. We're going to try to make sure we keep this whole thing uncomfortable for the people that, you know, weren't uh, the people that were comfortable before and just continue to try to make sure we help educate people, help push people in the right direction to where we're all treated equally at the end of the day. And that's ultimately what we want, man. It's not about, you know, us black people getting more than somebody else. It's like, no, we just want to make sure we can be treated equally, man, not get killed, not have reparations. Yeah. Yeah. 
We just want a situation. Real reparation. That can happen. Right. And the thing is, the NBA is made of how mostly black people, mostly minorities. So this is something that we can all do and make a stand for. I think, you know, dudes have been doing a good job. I mean, it's supporting. Like, even how, you know, we supported WNBA. I thought that was dope. Drew got the score yeah. on now. Like, I thought that was uh, the actual. <laughs> the ladies. Did you just hear the, the ladies. first day was, the, uh, I think, the highest they had on TV ratings since, like, 2012. Their sweater was the number one selling sweater for, like, bro. Like, so that type of support and helping others is what we're trying to do. And I'm, you know, as hard as it is that I came, I'm glad I came and been able to help, you know, make change. Well, with that sacrifice for both of you guys, with that type of sacrifice, y'all definitely better be dogging somebody in front of you. Because it's oh, no, no, it, no. every time no, I would go into wasting, the game. We're not wasting time up here. No, no, no wasting time. That's the one thing. <laughs> you, better be, you better be getting at it. Because yeah. it's a sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. It like it just it's like By the way, NBA it is. AAU circuit. Bro, yeah. that's that's what it's like. By the way, I never went to nationals, so people telling I me did. like, like this is like the gym that you play in nationals and you do all this. I'm like, man, this. Yep, is, I did it. I came here. This kind of this kind of weird, but it was uh, <laughs> man, it's so quiet in there. It's so quiet. Yeah. You gotta have a sign up sheet. Like if I want to go to Justin the Aaron game, there's like a sign up sheet, and I gotta tell them. Bro, I just signed like, up a for certain all amount of time before. Or something. I just and I there's only like a certain bro. amount of seats or something Wait. like that. It's a uh, it's different. Wow. For sure. it's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah. You think? Let me ask you this question. I know as we wrap up, this is for everybody that's on the on the podcast today. You know, change always brings fear, right? Right. The fear, the fear of unknown. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've learned about COVID, and I've learned about all of the social injustice, the things that's going on, is there's a lot of change happening it's right before us. Fear, right. And it's causing a lot of fear, but if if you can adjust to the new world, because it's gonna be it's gonna be different. Even post COVID, the way things are handled, the way different things are moving, like what are y'all fear or what are some of your thoughts for everybody on the panel just going forward? Because we're dealing with a lot of unknown and a lot of uncertainty. I'm not even no matter how much money you have. I don't think I could tell you all of the things that I think are going to happen on the podcast is I think it'll be very heavy and a lot to handle. I would have to, uh, <laughs> no, and I'm being dead serious because it becomes at this point spiritual about what you read in the Bible, about what's to come. Like it's heavy stuff at the end of the day. If you believe in the word, you read revelation. Yeah. You're talking about revelations. You have an idea yeah. of what you feel me. So that is an understandable fear. If you know what comes in revelations, uh, yeah. at the same time though, it's, a. uh, it's also a, a it gives me a sense of confidence because I know who I who I live for. I know who's in charge. And I know who has a victory at the end of the day. So I guess if I can talk about it that way, that's how I'm gonna leave that and answer that for you. Yeah, okay. I, I try to look too far down the line. I take it day by day because you can't yeah. even control anything other than like right now. So I mm-hmm. day by day is. The only way to look at it, because if you start trying to look at things from a whole perspective, right. it might seem insurmountable or it might seem detrimental. Overwhelming, overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, so I just control what I can control, and I take it one day at a time. I don't even worry about it. Like I can't control what's going to happen two, three, four, five months from now. All I can control is me eating, drinking, hydrating, resting right now, and then the next day fulfilling my goal of you know my studies. For the day, right. Right. And That's why I feel like COVID sure forced, forced us all to do. COVID yeah, forced right. me to actually look and be thankful for what I got in front of me. Like if basketball didn't come back, 
was you gonna be happy that's about? A fact. You know? Man, honestly, I don't even yeah. start with COVID. For me, it started with Kobe. Shit. Like, yeah. I had, a, I, had a, I, had, bro, I got a, I got a three year old daughter. Justin got two. Fuck like, no. so from there, I'm like, bam. All right, cool. Like, I'm, I'm locked into my family. That's one, I think, a, a fear for me. But at the same time, I'm, um, with, with uh, Norris, is that it, it creeps in a little bit where. So I guess I'm not sure if people know this, but I was supposed to like we got like the early test done for my child about to come and it, they said it was a girl. So when my wife first got her first uh, ultrasound, they showed the little the joint poke and I was like, oh, it's not a girl, it's a boy. <laughs> and when but when Lauren told me, obviously, I couldn't go like this is completely new because I've been to all like the ones before I went to all Lauren's doctor's appointments and you're not, you're not allowed now because of COVID. <clears throat> But when she told me it was a boy, like, and I started crying, but it wasn't because it was a boy. It was because I was scared for his life. Mm-hmm. Like, it hit me, like, everything going on in this world, and I'm bringing a boy, like, I'm bringing, I'm about to bring a man into this world, an- another one, another black, like, another a black, black man. man. A black man. Right. And so, like, that kind of, that kind of hit me, because we had just wrapped around our mind around it's about to be a girl, and not saying that it's any easier for black women, because they have it extremely hard as well. But just knowing that, like, I'm, man, I'm bringing a black, like, everything that, like, my dad and my brothers and all y'all, have, like, I've learned from y'all and, and, and all that, like, I want that for my son, too. Like, I want him to have a community that shows him the right way to go about life. And again, I don't hate anybody or even, like, <clears throat> cops that have stopped me and it's gone wrong or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't hate him at all. But, like, I feel like in this world, bro, there's so much hatred. There's yeah. so much for, for no reason. So much and, for no reason. And it could be just because of something that you saw on TV or something that somebody's grandparents or parents told them about black people or whatever it was. And I feel like that stuff that you can't control is scary sometimes. Can't control right? it, man. Right. It's just like sometimes it's like driving a car, right? Like you can't control what the person driving next to you could do. But at the same time, you can control what you do, and that's the right. best that you can. You know what I'm saying? You you can only do your best. So that was one of the things I think out of this year was just like, for one, my family, like yeah. really reaching and trying to wrap myself around not only my family, but <clears throat> and then loving on people, man. I'm about like, to say, I was say the same thing, Drew. About man, man you but learn, you got like, to really love and take advantage of that love, man. Like, right. really feel it, embrace it. Like when you say "I right. love you," like you don't just say it now. Like you say it and meant like it means something. Every, yeah. time I, every time I say it to like my daughter or something, right? Like I feel like it way is so heavy. It hit like, different now, don't it? It do, like, but I'm saying like even like friends, there's like, normal people, teammates, like, people whatever. Here, like right. when I tell you I love you, bro, like. I'm being dead. I'm dead. Be, at, bro. I'm, be honest with you. you right, look, I'm gonna give you one thing about the holidays. We don't say stuff just to say it. So like, we not the kids that grew up saying like, "Oh, we love you." Like, if we say it, nah. So, Drew said, so Drew's like, if he says it to you, bro, he means that joy. Like, it's never been a, like a word that we've taken loosely. But now I feel like it. Like he said, it weighs a lot more. You kind of actually get the full meaning of what that love really is. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's you right. That's the I'll, I'll take that out the year is loving on people, man. Like. We talk about it a lot, right? People always right. talk about we got to love more and do whatever more, but like, dead for real, we really have to do that. Like, there again, there are so many people that like might be struggling with something that we don't know about or 
They might have an attitude with you because they're struggling with something. That's the but main thing. That's something that you, you can yeah. still control your attitude to show right. love toward them, even if they have a hard time, without them even telling you, like, I'm going through something. I'm going through I right. feel like, I feel like that, like, really hits home with some people because there's, there's even times, because my brother, for some reason, I don't know why, but my wife, people love talking to my wife. And every time, like, even when somebody's mean or something, she always smiling and doing whatever. And I had to learn that from her because I'm moody. Like, if you catch me too early in the morning, I'm like, <laughs> blank face, whatever. But that's one thing that, like, consciously I've tried to do is, like, smile at people. Now you're trying to smile through a mask. But still, like, <laughs> trying to smile through people and, and, like, talk to them and speak to them. It, like, it really changed, like, it changed your heart. It changed how you feel. Like, you do it early <laughs> in the day. It'll literally change your whole day. Like, like man, I was, I'm having a good day today. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, that, never, I feel like that goes a long way. time. Right. Yeah, with, like the yeah. coaches, you never know. Like when you get off that phone with somebody and you tell them you love right. them, you never know if that's gonna be their time or your time. Right. So right. it makes really, like Drew said, it makes you really. Bro, I was struggling people. with that in the whole. Remember when, like, all of us? So a lot of people know this, but we all went to California for our sister's wedding, right? And when we went to California, we all drove, and so like I guess you could talk about fears, Chris. Is like. Aaron drove separately from me with his family. I drove separately from Aaron and Drew, and Drew drove with his family. Like the fear of driving across America at a time when racial tension is oh so high, bro. First of all, look, 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 listen, 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 listen to how far we he all going, drove. They going through the Midwest. Drew, I'm going through yeah. the South. Drew drove from New Orleans to Cali. We drove from Indiana to Cali. You Texas think we? Do you think we wanted through. to stop, bro? Um, it no. was pretty much Aaron hit that joint straight. Drew and him hit it straight. I stopped in Denver because I knew somebody. Yeah. Else. Jay, you the oldest? Yeah, I'm oldest. Out of all, all the boys in the it's me, It's me, Drew, Lauren, and then Aaron. Yeah. Well, y'all parents yes. are amazing. Your parents have been good to me, my family, my kids. So how are they family is good with me. Uh, appreciate you, cousin. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be it. That'd be a great conversation, man. I, hey, man, I appreciate the healthy conversation, man. I'll, I'll, I'll be looking forward to this. That's why I'll be liking yeah. your podcast, man. Y'all appreciate you coming on, man. Well rounded, yeah, you, brother. Well yeah, no, we got we got everybody bubble, on every side. I mean, not doing much on this island, just chilling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. Man. In the bubble, Brody. Well, appreciate no, we gonna, we, we, we definitely appreciate you, and we we look forward to having you back on, Jay. 